You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. James Seltzer coming your way with the next 40 years of your life. Next Radio 40 years. superstar Jack Fritz. Fritzy, what's up? Uh, I feel like people haven't, like it hasn't really set in for a lot of people that the biggest offseason in Philly's history is starting on tomorrow night. Tomorrow, tomorrow night? night, midnight, Saturday. Like, But the, the most annoying, not annoying, it's it's all great, but um, like with, 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 with basketball and with football, like it kind of there's stuff leaking out prior and there's kind of like a tampering period where they can tamper legally sure. or whatever and the first day of free agency there's not much going on like it's basketball is a little different but and, and na- names kind of sign fast it's just not the case with baseball like th- these guys like aren't going to sign on Saturday it's a, it's a process it's a killer it stinks well here's the thing and and it is kind of funny because it does feel like Maybe because we are so invested this offseason, but it seems like free agency is coming way quicker than anyone has expected it. Um, which is great. So. Which is awesome. And you're right. It usually It's usually the winter meetings in December where things start to really happen. However, with Harper and Machado this year, those are two free agents we've never seen before. We've never seen guys at this age with this type of accomplishments already going on the market. So... I do think Harper and potentially Machado are going to sign a little quicker than your classic biggest free agents on yep. the market do. Um, uh, you know, I know Boris kind of trolling people saying the deal's already done. And he whatnot. got you, didn't he? <laughs> he, got, he got Joe to camera. He did not get me. Well, then why'd you play the audio? Because Joe asked me to play the audio. And then when yeah, Joe asked me you... if I thought it was serious, I said, no, I think he's trolling people. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do my job. What can I say? Um, yeah, but it's, it's interesting. So... Because you have what you have, free agency starts on Saturday, and then there's the GM meetings, mm-hmm. and then the winter meetings. Yep. And it feels like the GM meetings are where things kind of get set in place and set in motion, and the winter meetings is where a lot goes down. I, w- I'm going to drive myself crazy if Harper is not signed within the I, next I need like him. month. I need him. Well, Matt Klentak on the midday show today. It is. Uh, it is not a toot Thursday. your own horn. Yeah. yeah. Not, not well, to toot you your know, own horn. Yeah, get Matt Klentak on. You got to toot a little bit. <laughs> Um, I got to talk. Hey, I got to talk to Matt Clendag today. I was like, I got you, buddy. Hang in there. Did you? Did you? Did you Big fan, up, brother. Did you say, hey, um, listen, I understand the value of Carlos Santana. I know a lot of people don't, but <laughs> no. I do. <laughs> we're gonna get into that because people were really angry about. All of a sudden, the, the Carlos Santana debate got <laughs> relitigated today. It's like, what are we doing? People get really mad. Carlos Santana is a hot button issue for a lot of people. Jack Ritz. <sighs> I know. When when we have Gabe Kapler on this podcast, when the first thing we're going to say to him is, Gabe, we we under we as a podcast and the listeners of this podcast understand the value of Carlos Santana. You are welcome into this, knowing that, and he uh, and he will <laughs> he will say, thank you guys. Like thank I appreciate you. that. Uh, you guys are presenting very well. Yes, I like that. Um, but Clint Tack did it first. We'll get to the Machado stuff in a minute. Cause he had an interesting 
comment on that. Maybe a little a little less bullish on Machado than people might think. But um, I thought it was interesting when he was using a, a just an example. He was trying to... to discuss you know signing big free agents and how that influences the rest of the team and he's like just for example let's say we sign an outfielder and that was the example he used and in my head all i'm doing is bryce harper bryce harper bryce harper bryce harper, bryce harper, bryce harper. ah they're signing bryce harper um i do feel very confidently about harper but let's start with machado because i thought the machado thing was really interesting clentag yep. they asked him about the comments the johnny hustle stuff and all that and Glentech basically said, you know, it caught my attention. Perception matters. That's something that we are going to look at, something that will factor into our decision. He was careful, of course, to say, now, hey, Manny Machado is still a pretty great baseball player. Let's not forget that. What was your interpretation of the whole thing and the situation with Machado right now? Um, Listen, I I appreciate what Glentech said, and I want to believe him. Um, I hope that he is considering what what Machado did, this, did in the postseason. I hope he considers his lack of hustle. And it leads to me. It leads me to uh, my take. Oh, uh, we need like a bell or a ringing sound. Like yes. it's, it's Jack Fritz take time. It's, it's one that real quick. Will this be? Can we pour one out for the Joey Manessis take? This, <sighs> <laughs> you know, Joey Manessis is gonna light up. Where's he going? Japan. Japan. Listen, is the AAA Some MVP? Some might say he is the most important player on that Japanese team I in that bl- whole franchise. I can't believe the Phillies let him go. <laughs> I can't believe they let the clear next Max Muncy. Just <laughs> all right, lay, lay this take on me. So this is one that I've been afraid to go all in. Oh on. gosh, it's, it's one that I've been afraid of, but it, it finally hit me today. Okay, I would rather strike out in free agency than bring in Manny Machado. What? I don't want him here. What? I don't want him okay. at all. I have and zero. So, I have zero interest in bringing him in. And this is a full about face because when you and I argued, I don't know, like five yes. months ago, four months ago, you were all in on Machado, and I was like, "No, I want Harper. Harper yep. is the better guy." You're with me now, very clearly. But this is like a, a hundred and eighty degree full about face. Tell me why? Because more than ever, not more than ever, but in the most recent years. Culture has mattered more than most things in baseball. Mm-hmm. I understand analytics. I understand all that, all that stuff. But culture matters. And I think if you give Manny Machado $250, $300 million, like, he is not a guy that is coming here to win baseball games. His only reason to be here is to make that um, the most amount of money possible. And if that's your incentive, I don't think you're going to help a team win a ball game. I think it has the potential to be a lot like the 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 Rangers and A Rod like it's 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 if your main goal of signing with the team is only to get the most amount of money possible, I just don't think your commitment to winning is really there. I don't trust him giving him that money. I think ultimately he's he is a losing player. He's a good stats bad team guy. Like I just I don't trust him. I don't want him on this team. I don't like if you're a younger player and you see the the highest paid guy on the team is is lackadaisical and I'm not the big hustle guy, but if you're doing that in the World Series, if you're hitting doubles off the wall, it should have been doubles off the wall or a home run, you're on first base. Like get your ass to second base. Like that that's that's unacceptable. And that's the World Series. What's he gonna do for the whole season? Like Jim Tomey, when he was brought here, was a culture changer. Like he was a culture changer. He was a guy that once he was in the locker room, it's like wow, that it's, t- it's time to heighten our sense of awareness. Machado is not that. Machado is not that at all. I I just I don't want him. I think he's. I think it's a, a it's a desperate move by a team that has all this money to spend. I think it would be viewed as a desperate move. Whereas if you get Harper, Harper, I know, and I know people for some reason don't think this guy hustles. Like Harper is a is a winning ball player. He talks about winning. 
I don't think Manny Machado cares about winning. I think he only cares about money, and I think he would sink the locker room. Wow. That is a hell of a take, Fritzy. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it sounds like, oh, radio being radio guys. This is like in, my, in, in the, the depths of my gut. That is what's the, that is exactly what I'm feeling. Wow, and I don't want him. I which for, means he's going to be a Philly because yeah. everything I don't. want Well, first and foremost, on the Harbor thing, I've always uh, I don't get it. I never got why people didn't like Harbor. I get it if you don't like him at, because he's on another NL East team that is good, and you don't like him because you just don't like players on opposing teams. That's fine. You know, that's being a fan and rooting for your team. I don't get the whole like, oh, he's a knucklehead or oh, this. If you watch Bryce Harper play with any sort of consistency. All that guy cares about is winning. That's it. Not just that. He wants to be the best player in the history of baseball. Like, Bryce Harper wants to be great. That guy gives a shit about greatness, and that's it. And I'm with you. I love that. I've always wanted Bryce Harper more. I still want Bryce Harper more. My one, only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, whatever. Top ten priorities this offseason are signing Bryce Harper. That, that's what I want. It's what I've always wanted. Having said that, I'd still take Manny Machado, and I get where you're coming from. I get it. I understand. But I, first and foremost— Who's signing up to play with Manny Machado? No one likes Manny Machado. First and foremost, you look at what that guy has done by the age of 26. They're like a, literally a, hand, mm. a handful of mm. players in the history his of baseball. His war so great because of his third base a defense. A handful of players in the history of baseball who have achieved what he has achieved by the age of 26. It's true. It's a fact. On top of that— uh, No. It's true, just pure numbers. If we're wise. looking at his total WAR for the first, for well, the, we're not just before looking this at season because you're, you're comparing it to the other players with the the highest WAR through age twenty six seasons. I understand what you're doing, but that was a third base. Like his value for the first five years of his career was mostly at third base, and he had pop potential. But like two two years ago, he had a three ten OBP and a two fifty OBP or two fifty well, batting. He average. was hurt a lot for the first That's part of that thing. season and stuff. I, look, I get where you're coming from. What I'm saying is that. And look, Matt Klintak just admitted that's something that they're looking at. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that if they talk to Manny Machado, they know Manny Machado, they brought Manny Machado into into baseball. I like you, I understand that look, this is a very high profile and and again, my issue is just being so dumb to actually say that out loud to somebody is that's my issue. Like how could you be that stupid, especially as a free agent coming up. But to take one example, and I, I know not hustling in the World Series is bad. Look, it's bad, man. It's it's bad. It's so bad. But I'm not willing to indict the rest of his career based on that. I'm just not like I. And again, well, but it has been his whole career. It's just no one's really noticed it, right? And that well, that's the issue. Look, we don't we don't know. Like we don't. I have not watched the Orioles play on a consistent basis where I saw Manny Machado play every no. night. And look, I, again, to do that in the World Series is is you could say why would he hustle and. Game 100 if he's not hustling in the World Series. I think that's a fair take, too. I just think that what he brings from a baseball perspective, I'm not willing to say he's a clubhouse cancer. That's kind of where I'm going. Mm. And, and how do we know? What has he done? He just better clean up in the World Series. They didn't win, but they won a play, two playoff series before that. I mean, like, it's not like... He was, but he wasn't like the guy. Like he was brought in on a team that one that was in the World Series last year. It's not like he was the guy pegged as turning this whole thing around. But like he, still he would be here. a role. He still played the ball well. And Obviously, all that. he's playing a role. But here, he'd be the guy. Right. I look. Let's put it this way. I'd feel a lot better about and Machado if they brought Harper in. Right. Too. That's the only way yes. I want Machado. That I, I. That is the best case scenario in my mind for bringing Machado in. I agree with you. Look. If Har- if Machado is the only big move of the offseason and they are pinning all their hopes on Machado, 
I look, I would still do it. I think that he is worth the money and I'm I would be willing to take that shot with him, but I understand and I think there would be reservations about it. I would rather I would rather strike out this offseason on him and then go after Arenado. And then save your assets for a trout trade. I was thinking about this the other day. So we were talking about Arenado last week and possibly trading for him this offseason if he decides to decline. He's not going to re- yeah. If he doesn't resign, right. And I just I have a question for you. So so let's say Arenado's available, right? Okay. And he's available for a trade. And we're taking a leap. There's a team that made the playoffs this past year. Yeah, but also at the same time, if you're the if you're the Rockies, you know you can't pay people anyway. You also have Brandon Rodgers coming up. So True, you, you but Brandon, Brandon, story story, Brandon yeah, Rogers. You have three guys for two spots theoretically, though they have tried Rogers out at second base a lot in the minors. They think and Lemay, he's a free agent this yes. offseason. And and on top of that, I think that if there is one guy that the Rockies would resign, would be willing to pony up for to put that money out there for, I think it's Arenado. I mean, that's the face just, of the franchise. But wouldn't you say that they just did that for Charlie Blackman? Yeah, they paid Blackman too, but I, that doesn't preclude them from signing just saying, two this, guys. This, and they're, they're, Blackman wasn't a a you know top tier. It was a expensive contract, but it wasn't what Nolan Arenado. There made. is precedent for the Rockies though, because they did trade Matt Holliday uh, a year before his free agency. Mm-hmm. So I'm just we're just throwing it out there. Would you be nervous about going after Arenado because it might take up your assets for a possible trout trade? It's a great question. Look, here's the thing though: if you do it, then you're one one year away from trapping a free agent, right? Uh, well, if you do it this offseason. That's what, uh, if you do it this specific, oh. Because he's one year left on his deal. I Here's the thing. I think that th- it, these are the types of things where there's just too many variables for us to really make a real call on it because we don't know if teams have talked to the Angel and if the Angel said, fuck you, we're not trading Mike Trout. Sorry. Or if they've talked to, to the Rock. I mean, there's so many variables, but I, I think that the closer we get to Trout's free agency, free agency, the less likely I am to trade for him because I think that if he is a free agent, the Phillies are the top team he's going to want to go to. We've talked a ton about it. I do believe in that with Trout. I do believe that he is someone who wants to play here. If given the opportunity, if given the the choice, you're on the market, you can go wherever the hell you want. I think he wants to be here. So I I would be willing to take that risk rather than trading a bunch of assets so close to his free agency. If you're ta- So... I think I would. If you have the opportunity to trade for Arenado, I would trade for Arenado. So you take your op- you take the chance on getting Arenado and, and, and well, you'd trade for Arenado. Again, depending upon would, the Angels' I know. reception I know. to trade talk. So you would trade for Arenado and run the risk of missing out on the trout deal, I guess. I would just try to sign him as a free agent is my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that case, in that specific scenario, and again, this is a, a tough scenario. I know. To I, was, I was thinking about gauge. this week. I was thinking about Arenado and I was looking at his highlights and I was getting really excited for some reason because I was. Because he's awesome. Monday nights here are really freaking boring. <laughs> like, I have to... So I'm basically just pressing buttons from 8 to midnight, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's like a half hour in between pressing buttons, and I just... Like, the window is looking very appetizing mm-hmm. around those times. <laughs> and I have to do the same thing tonight, so I'm really excited for it. Um, and I just... Usually this is when I go into my deep dives. This is also when I found my new love of life, J.D. Davis, who oh, we forgot I forgot to talk, to talk about, about last night. You... Pumped it up like all you want to talk about is you, can we do the whole show on JD Davis? We did none of it on JD Davis. <laughs> I know, and now JD Davis's dad is tweeting at me, and he is saying that him and Reese Hoskins were friends growing up. Uh-uh. There's a lot of legs to this. 
I don't. I, I can't believe. I can't believe I was the first one to bring it up. But uh, yeah, if you don't know about JD Davis, which you probably should not know about JD Davis, most don't. Right. Um, he's like a 25 year old AAA. He's like a triple so he's rigged triple a like had a weighted runs created plus of like 176 like triple a batting title triple a like amazing triple a player struggled in the big leagues for the astros Mm -hmm. um struggled in the big leagues still a good third baseman can play left field uh my one of my moves this offseason is finding a way to steal that guy because he has all the the makings of the next jd martinez J.D. Martinez, Max Muncie, these guys that are like completely undervalued. And the Astros don't have a spot for him. Like, the Astros have nowhere to play J.D. Davis. If you can trade like a bullpen piece for him, like Neshek for J.D. Davis, in. Like I think J.D. here, fresh change of scenery, starts raking it. Listen, he's an Astros top eight prospect. I'm with you. Like, I like J.D. Davis. He's, I'm not poo-pooing this. He's an, he's an Astros top eight prospect that um, just struggled in the big leagues for the first couple years of his career. They don't have a place for him. I would rather have him at third base next year than Franco. Um, <laughs> Franco like, listen, Island is getting lonely. I I can't. He just he <laughs> steps out. I can't I can't take the stepping out. And uh, until he yep. changes that, which I don't think he ever will, it's like how are you going to be a consistent hitter in today's big leagues? I'm with you. Um, all right, we'll get back. I'm to glad th- we got in JD Davis. I we had, had to. to. You, you you shoehorned it in. Had I been like on my, uh, the Machado take is hot. It's a hot take. Listen, I don't. I don't want to lie. Like that was. I, that was. I'm deep, happy you didn't. Deep in I'm my soul. I'm happy you didn't. All right. More. Uh, anything else? Le- real quick. We'll get to the more of the Klendak stuff. But the Carlos Santana thing. You mentioned it before. It really seemed to ignite the fire here in Philadelphia. All Matt Klendak said was he thought that Carlos Sant- Carlos Santana was a great player. And people went nuts. Jack, you have uh, have gotten into the fray on Twitter. Our good buddy John Stolness firing back at you. It's, it's, uh, flare, uh, tempers are, are flaring here over Carlos Santana. Maybe the most um, volatile player in Philadelphia in terms of fan opinion of him, Jack. Tell people why Carlos Santana is a good baseball player. <laughs> hmm. huh. Like... Uh, I I I smiled as I sent that tweet out because I knew that there was going to be a reaction to it. Um, listen, <laughs> again, it's not it's not Carlos Santana's fault that they paid him that money. Yep, he, they gave him that money. It's not Carlos Santana's fault that they decided to put him at first base and Reese Hoskins in left field. It's not Carlos Santana's fault that he's a four hole hitter. Like it, the, the Phillies brought in Carlos Santana to be a key cog in the offense, and it, it, like I just can't believe. I feel like people made their Carlos Santana assumptions for the first two months. Like he had a bad first month of the season, mm-hmm. and then literally batted two sixty with like a three fifty OBP, and like he was a good. He's a he's a very good player. He was a very valuable. All I said was he's a very valuable offensive player. He gets on base. He gets homers. Like that's what he does. And the, the fact that he's batting four, that's not my fault. Like he shouldn't be a four hole hitter. I don't think he's a four hole hitter. I don't either. Like I've talked about this a fair amount. He's a he's a lead off two hole five hole hitter. Yep. He is not going to be. But if you're telling me that if he's your third best offensive player, you wouldn't take Carlos Santana. It's your second best offensive. Well, no, I was player. talking about like if you. So if you add Harper, you have Hoskins already. Yeah. Santana's your third I, guy. I think it's insane. People want on we talk, on the midday show today. They were suggesting the idea of trading Santana away to a team that will eat. 14 million a year of his salary and doing a deal where they could just basically give him away. I don't get it. He's the second best hitter on this team as we sit here well, today. Why, why are we giving away a good player? I don't get it. I it's it is the fact people just don't like Carlos Santana. And I think you're well, right, Jack. I think what you hit on is right. I think the fact they paid him that money, 60 million over three years, people thought they were getting a different type of player than what he is. He is a valuable offensive player. He got on base 35% of the time last year, and that's including a terrible first two months of the season. 
This guy gets on base. He scores runs. He's an offensive presence. He actually plays a pretty damn good first base, too, or at least a solid first base. Not a great year last year. Got better as it went on. I think the other thing, too, is this belief that all of a sudden, if you put Reese Hoskins at first base, he's going to be this awesome first baseman. Hmm. Hey, guess what? He sucks at first base, too. Reese Hoskins is a designated hitter. There is no spot that you can find for Reese Hoskins that's going to make him a better player. Sorry. He's just not a good fielder wherever you stick him. Honestly, and again, I, I get the the way it fits on the team. Sure, he's probably a better first baseman than he is a left fielder. Yep. But left field is the least important position. Shoving him out there is, isn't the worst thing in the world you could do with Reese Hoskins. Again, we all know. We saw it. But, Jack, where do you come down on this whole kind of issue of the the Santana Rees the whole first base of it all and all that listen I'm fi- like I'm fine if you want to move on from Carlos Santana but the notion that you're just going to give this guy away I think is ridiculous like um if you're gonna like if you I think whatever happens next year like Hoskins is going to play some left field next year mm-hmm. Hos- or Santana's gonna play some third base Hoskins is gonna play some first base I think Hoskins is gonna play more first base than he did this year. I, I agree. think that's I think that's something the Phillies learned. But if you watch if you watch the Dodgers and you watch how they manage their roster, they have guys playing all over the place. And I think that's just going to happen with Carlos Santana. That's 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 the natural move here, rather than just shipping him away as a part of unless it's a part to get a better player, and unless like there's unless you can't fit him in and you can just move him for for some other valuable yes, piece. Yes, because there are so many offensive stalwarts on this team that they can't fit in a guy like Carlos Santana. Right and. I don't know. It's just that I don't. I don't understand what people get so mad about. I think they just, they just get mad because he resembles modern baseball. I guess like he's walks and gets on base and occasionally just tries to hit a homer and has a great launch angle and all that stuff. And I just I don't I can I consistently I just don't get the outrage. What he does on offense is valuable, and if you put him in the five hole and and you have good hitters around him like in Cleveland, then he keeps the line moving. And ultimately, if you get more guys on base, guess what? There's a higher chance you're going to score more runs. Like, so what, what the what the frick is so hard about that? Like, I like I don't get I don't get what's so hard about that. What is so hard to understand about what Carlos Santana brings to the table? Like, and people are pegging me as like this. Like, I love Carlos Santana. It's like I like Carlos Santana. I understand like his flaws, but what he does is valuable. And there's absolutely you cannot argue that what he does brings value to an offense. Like, are you are you kidding me? That's where I'm at. I, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like people just want to say he sucks and argue that. Like, that's it. Because they look at freaking batting average? Yes. Yes, because they look at 100% yes because they look at batting Carlos average. Santana. That's what Jody Cameron said to me on the air. He's like, get back 215, be a good player. I mean, I Jody Cameron knows nothing about baseball, <laughs> so this is this is not. Yeah, he also brought up as Cole Hamels as a top of the front rotation. He desperately wants Cole Hamels. Back. It's it's moronic. Um, Carlos Santana, like I I can't believe we re- like I I thought we were over this. I thought we have moved on. It's again, what he does on offense is good. It's not his fault that he was brought in with that money to be a four-hole hitter. Because once you put him in a lineup where he's the third best option, like he's first off, he's already a bargain. Like sixty million dollars is nothing. The fact, the fact that people think that Carlos Santana is overpaid is ridiculous. Well, that's that's a problem with with fandom and where baseball Dude, is. Dude, people right think now. Scott Kingery's overpaid. I, people just don't understand <laughs> what major league contracts are now and what people get paid and what value is. People don't get it anymore. Like people see these numbers and go, "Oh, crazy in my day." Like people think Covington's overpaid. Covington and Santana are basically the same thing. 
Like, like they both have their flaws, right? Like Carlos Santana doesn't hit for a high average, but he hits like when you. But he hits. Uh, he has a great launch angle. And I know that sounds like super stupid and nerdy, but like he his goal every single time is just to hit a home run, double, or walk. Which guess what? As much as you might not like it, some might not like it. That is the Phillies' offensive philosophy. Do I wish they would? Do I wish that some players we didn't? We both do. We talked about this. Like, right. yes, I would love to have a guy who goes up there and 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 swings the first pitch and and you know gets a ball he sees and drives it and is a gap hitter and all that. I would love that, but that's not what they're doing. Yeah. Santana, Santana, Santana is Covington. Like what Covington brings is value. For some reason, everyone hates him. Whatever. Like it's, it's the same exact thing. <laughs> it's with, a good comp. It's the same thing. As, it's the same thing as Santana. So I I. I can't believe we're still arguing about it, but I mean, what are you gonna do? The city's freaking stuck in the mud when it comes to baseball. It's not great, Bob. What? Uh, any other takeaways from Clentac? Um, no. I thought the Machado stuff was revealing. Just that, um, like it sounded like they they really care about it, and they should care about it because they it, should because it's it does matter when you're when you're talking about team building bringing in a guy like Machado. And maybe even Santana would help out Machado. Maybe help him grow up a little bit. I think there's a real good chance of that. I mean, you know, we've talked about that before, and Santana, I know a lot of the Latin players on the team have talked about what kind of influence he's been and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But um, <laughs> it was a it was a good it was a good interview. It was a good interview. I liked it. I thought so. Well, I thought so too. I thought Clintac did well, a good job. I hope you thought it was good. It was your it was your show. Yeah. Well, you never know. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought he did a good job. I thought uh, he was honest. I thought. Um, he hit on some interesting things. Like you said, I thought the Machado stuff was really interesting. Um, so look, I'm with you. So right now we are, uh, there's, I mean, there's a chance that we're not talking again until there's an emergency pod. Again, we mm. both don't think it'll happen that quickly. Emergency pod. We could be doing an emergency pod this weekend, early next week. If that is the case. Or, are we going to do emergency pod even if like Machado goes elsewhere? It's or, a great question. Or Harper goes elsewhere. Let us know. Tweet yeah. at us. Huh. Let us know if we um, need a, a a sad emergency pod. Obviously, the happy one's definitely happening. But. Um, yeah, I I wanna I wanna get this out there before free agency starts mm-hmm. because I think it's a, it's an important reminder and because I, I feel like people are gonna freak out if guys go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like if, if oh they definitely are. People are already freaking out about the potential. Of no, I mean answer. so am I. I mean I, I literally wake up every morning thinking about it. Like I I have tried <laughs> I have tried my hardest to put the thought of of. Harper not signing here out of my mind. I can't do it. I, I I'll be I'll be devastated, Jack. Like I I'm all in. See, I, I just believe. Can I just say? Can I, can I reveal to you my sad life? Yeah. So I get home around twelve thirty and I can't sleep, so I crack open some tired hands and mm-hmm. I start I start drinking. It's good work. And I just watch Bryce Harper highlights. <laughs> it's it's all I do. It is all I think about. It is. I text my Nat. My, I believe this. I text. I text my Nat's friend who likes the Nats, and I was like, "What's it like rooting for Harper?" And he's like, "It's a roller coaster. When he's struggling, it's infuriating. When he's going great, it's a lot of fun." And like, I just, I, I, I can't stop thinking about him. Just put me on the ride, baby. I'm ready for that roller coaster. And ride. I just want people to remember that as we head into free agency, if these guys sign elsewhere. It's not because the Phillies are going to get outbid. I've already seen that narrative starting. Which is crazy talk. I've already seen the narrative starting where, well, the Phillies... Oh, Phillies don't want to spend money. Classic Phillies. What? The no, no matter what happens, the Phillies are going to outbid whoever whoever ends up getting these guys if they don't come here. Like It's not going to be... So I just want to nip that in the bud. If there's anyone out there saying they got outbid, all this stuff, it's just not going to happen. They have all the money in the world... And they've been saving up for this exact moment. And Clintax said that. He said that we have purposefully been very right. 
careful about the money we have put out as we want to have financial flexibility. He made it very clear that they have put themselves in this position purposefully. Very interesting answer. Um, all right. Any uh, uh, we got some questions there? Any other final thoughts on on the free agency stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. My take: They're signing Bryce Harper. Like I really I feel really confident about it. I, I so do I. I believe that Bryce Harper will be a Philly. And like I said, Jack, unlike you, I've not taken the steps to prepare myself for the worst. I'm just going to be despondent on the podcast. So people can hear me yell and curse. It'll be fun. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be annoying. I I, I don't want to. I don't even want to think about. That's it. why I haven't done that. They're signing Bryce Harper, so that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, it's just it'd be, it's, I can't. I just can't picture these guys in Philly's uniform. I know it's gonna be great. That's what I'm all about. I, I'm so excited. Um. All right. First one from Alyssa Bauer. Uh, who do you think the Phillies will sign this offseason outside of Machado and Harper? They could be a big contributor. So they're those Vegas odds did come out, and I saw AJ Pollock on there. Which no, I, I like AJ Pollock. You don't like him. I like AJ Pollock a lot, but the he guy gets hurt healthy. every single I know, year. I know, I know. He can't say he can't stay healthy. I know. He's a really good baseball player, but really I'm good baseball you. player that can't stay healthy. I'm with you. I so, worry about so that. So for you, like, who would be your favorite guy? I guess that would be like a possible big contributor that that's a free agent. That's not Harper. It's not or Harper Machado. Or Machado. It's a great question. I mean, look, we've talked a little bit about some of the pitchers. I love Charlie Morton. I always have. I'm a big Charlie Morton guy. I would love to see that guy back here. I think that's the type of name you could see. You know, I know your boy, AK, World Series hero, Nathan Evaldi. Oh, a name. Hold on. It would be very interesting. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. I would just like to say, <laughs> I want to. No one, obviously, no one reads James and I's text messages. <laughs> For three years, years, I have been ridiculed, yeah, attacked. It was all correct at the time. Questioned, yes. And I just want to say, that dude took the ball for seven <laughs> innings in a in the extra innings. He did. Lost me money. Not happy about that. Yeah. But he was awesome. The guy is. Some might say, the next Nolan well, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to keep talking when you say something like that? Um, I, I look for that dude, two Tommy John surgeries, all that to go out in that spot and give them seven innings of relief on an off day. That was just a monster. That was a man's and, showing. Uh, that's another thing I was, I was thinking about. So, um, the Phillies have so many, they have so many arms, right? They have so many pitch starters, starters like Eflin, just extra arms. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if the next trend in baseball is using starters out of the bullpen more and more for... The six through eight innings. It's an interesting thought. The, the the Red Sox bullpen is dog crap, and that's what they did throughout the whole playoffs. They Cora said, just yes, yeah, screw hey, it. Porcello go in, Valdi go in. Right. You know that that's a really interesting point. And we did see when Francona did all that stuff a couple of years ago in the World Series with Andrew Miller and all that. It really did change the way the teams use their bullpens. People were like, oh. That's smart. I'm going to do that. I think it's a really good call, Jack. I think that could be a really interesting development. Well, especially because the, the Phillies have so many guys. So, uh, and they're not going to go anywhere. Like, like Cole Irvin, maybe he works himself into the rotation, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm monitoring that. Also, um, before we get too far, Brett Gardner did sign with the Yankees or re sign with the Yankees yesterday, Aww. which I was sad about. I want him to be our fourth outfielder. I was um, all in. All in on Breddy. Well, how about a guy uh, that you've also brought up on this pod? I I'd be all right if they want to go get a Josh Harrison type of guy. Someone who could play a bunch of positions. They love position, positional versatility. 
Um, someone like that. Someone who could Jed Lowry's a guy you mentioned yeah. before. I think Lowry would make a big impact. But if we're if we're talking about like underrated guys that can make a big impact, um one name like I understand for some a lot of people want to bring back Wilson Ramos. I don't want to bring back Wilson Ramos at all because I don't think he's I think he's first off, he he doesn't play enough. And he's hurt, he's banged up. I understand he rakes. I I would be interested in seeing how low Yasmani Grandal's value is now after his postseason. Talk about guys who uh, hurt their he value. He killed his value, but he had a really, really good season. And he's a switch hitter. He plays great defense usually. Yeah, uh, except for the postseason. Yeah, it's strange. Like, really a, a brilliant defensive also, catcher. I, got, I do have one thing on Klentzak that I forgot to bring up Ooh. that I was pretty angry about. Uh-oh. Like, why are you saying that Jorge Alfaro had a great defensive oh, season? Oh, that was my one problem with the interview. I... Listen, framing does not mean that you had a great defensive no, season. No, you can't say that, man. Like that was I did not like that at all. In fact, I like one of the questions inside baseball, appropriately, that Richie wanted to ask him before that I shot down because I thought it was just a little too micro and you only have so much time for so many questions, but Richie wanted to ask him, how do you go about fixing Jorge Alfaro defensively because he was such a problem? I, like, come on, man. Like, Matt, I thought that was a very tone-deaf answer. I'm, I'm with you there as yeah, well. Yeah, it was just like... Having good framing, I thought his framing did help a lot of the pitchers. That doesn't mean he had a great defensive season. He still dropped to his knee a lot. He still had a lot of pass balls. Like that's just that's just not being fair to the people who are watching the games. You want to bring Adam Adovino in here? Adam Adovino, I am shocked is old. Yeah, he's thirty three. I yeah. had no idea. Didn't know where that came from. No, it uh, felt like he was a rookie a year ago. If you've learned anything from this postseason, well, I guess the Red Sox kind of stumped that theory. Yeah. I- I want as many bullpen pieces as you I can get. I want as many elite arms as I can get. Adam Adovino is a, an elite arm. Like that dude. And he's doing it in Colorado. Imagine, And he's a guy who has hook and stuff like that. Like, and I know imagine the, what the, he Phillies, the Phillies love um, uh, spin rate. Yep. Oh, he's a Mr. Spin rate. Right. That's all he does is he actually just spins the ball. I got a name for Ooh, you. Oh, for you sure. I wish you all could see Jack's face. Right? I got a name for you. Right Hold now. on. I, I am going to pull up his stats. From a couple years ago. I'm very excited about this. I love when you give me old stats. Yes. It's it's, what I do. It's a, I'm a fan. It's what I do. So in twenty in twenty fifteen, this guy batted two eighty seven with a three fifty five OBP. We don't care about batting average here, Jack. It's still a pretty good batting average. <laughs> uh, a three fifty five OBP and had fifteen homers. That was in twenty fifteen as a twenty eight year old. Twenty sixteen uh, 255 average, 354 OBP, whatever. 21 homers. Didn't play in 2017. Came back in 2018 as a 31-year-old and only played in three games. Any idea? Played huh. third base. Only played in three games. Hmm. It's not Josh Donaldson. He played more games nope. than that. Obviously had better years years before. Only played two seasons. Two seasons. Was out all of 2017. Came back and played three games in 2018. Who am I talking about? Lay it on me. Jung Ho Kong. Well, okay. There's some other issues <laughs> with that. I would say yeah. so. <laughs> I mean. He's got a really shaky past. Seems like a bad dude. Terrible guy. Yeah. He's so, like, it's the same thing. I'm just going to say no. It's I a, like him as a talent offensive. I'm just going to say no. It's the same thing as Roberto Azuna. Like when I was watching Roberto Azuna in Toronto, I was like, he's oh, like, he's, a, he's an innocent kid. And then he goes to Houston. He's not. And I'm like looking at him. I was like, you are terrifying. You're evil, man. <laughs> You're an be... evil dude. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Really, Karma really came back but to I the like Astros. But I like the thought of it. I like, the, I like that type of player. 
Just not an asshole <laughs> would be yeah, my take on that. Yeah. J- Michael Ocon's... Brantley, another interesting name to yeah. think about how much he's going to get paid. I Obviously, like another guy who's always hurt, too, but had a nice year. Yeah, he's like a, a cheaper, maybe better version of AJ Pollock. Except definitely not better. What's mm. next? <laughs> mm, we sure? <laughs> I think Pollock gives you more, but Brantley's Pollock a really good hitter. Pollock would give you more. Brantley had a good year. He's a really good hitter when he's there's a, There's just like, outside the big names, like there's- It's a, all, it's a mediocre class. It's a, it's a mediocre class, but the guys are older and you're paying for prior prior. Real talent. quick, do you see them being in on any of the, the high-end pitching names, the Keikels, the Corbins, the- I mean, No I interest don't think in Kershaw, Keichel. I don't think Kershaw actually hits the market, but who do you think- He's signing his extension. Is it signing? All right, so that's yeah. what I figured would happen. Um, uh, I think they'd be interested in Hap. Uh, just because he's been so reliable, and and it wouldn't be a huge commitment in terms two of years because he's old. If you can pay, if you can pay a half for two years, be your four or five guy sure. and reliable. Unlike sure. unlike Jake Arrieta, I'm in. No interest in Keiko. I I have hated Keiko. You've always been. A, it, I don't it, like guys that throw 89. You've never been a Keiko. Eventually, guy. guys. Eventually, they get figured out. I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I don't like Keiko at all. Um, I would love. I would love. 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 Uh, a rehab. Uh, Garrett Richards signing. Yeah, I, sure. I, 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 I talk about guys who can never stay on the field, but I sure. don't care. I don't, put the him in bullpen. Is put there. him in the Garrett Richards in the bullpen. It's a great idea. It's a great. That I, is that is it's the a move. great idea. You'd have to pay him to be a starter. Clentac, Clentac, <laughs> Garrett Richards at dude. Garrett Richards. It would be like Lance McCullers on freaking steroids. I'm with you. I love That's the Garrett move. Richards. I'm sorry, I just came up with it right now. I'm just okay. so excited. I'm going to spend. <laughs> so as I am producing Thursday Night Football. All I'm doing is watching Garrett Richards because Garrett Richards is the seventh and eighth inning guy for the Phillies in two years. I love it. Bang. Is he out next year? (laughs) I don't know. He might be. It seems like he's out every year. He's out every year. I owned Garrett Richards. So, so, I have a long history. Like, so his his first year, his first year uh, when he came up and he was just downright dominant. Mm -hmm. And I picked him up off the waiver wire, my fantasy league. It was my first time playing against a bunch of guys who know what they're doing. And I picked him up and I almost won the league. Very excited. Anyway, owned him. It's the last time it was good to own Garrett Richards. Yeah, owned him, owned him two years ago, <laughs> coming off of Tommy John, and I was reading all the stories about how he had like uh, didn't get Tommy John, he got the stem cell. He got the stem and cell. And I thought he was gonna be healthy. I was like, oh, Garrett Richards season. That did not. I, I I went into drafts going, he was a do not touch guy for me. I that was year. watching his first start against Oakland. No hitter through four, downright disgusting, and then that was got it. hurt. Yep. <laughs> In the first start of the season, yep, I, I was remember. like, are you freaking? Anyway. That's the move, Alyssa. That's the move. It is Garrett Richards for the seventh. We got there, Alyssa. It only took us like ten minutes to get there. It It takes a lot of things. Sometimes you got to think about things. All right. Um, From Stephen Appleman, what is the best thing about playoff baseball, and what is the worst thing about playoff baseball? Well, the answer is nothing. Yeah, nothing. Actually, Uh, the only bad thing about playoff baseball is I was up to like three. I was just about to say. Well, it's funny. (laughs) It's funny because I think the best thing about playoff baseball and the worst thing about playoff baseball is the exact same thing. It's the no clock. It's the fact that you can have an 18-inning marathon that's walked off at home with a home run in one of the great moments in base, recent baseball history, but you also have to stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes to watch these baseball games. Yeah, so I stayed up till 3 best o'clock. Best and worst. And more watch, best than worst. I watched Almost myself, all best. I watched myself lose money, so that was great. <laughs> what was my other point? Oh, uh, I laid out last night on the air, uh, my first show, the Jack Fritz plan to fix baseball. Ooh. And I like it. Um, I would hope you do. It's your plan. It's, it's kind of screwed if the plan is already done. Uh, the first one, the first one was opening up the strike zone a little bit. Yeah, I'm I want totally them. Fine with I that. want them to open it up a little bit. It's going to lead to more strikeouts. Yeah, you just got to be okay with that in the beginning. But I think eventually guys aren't wanting to are, are going to start expanding the zone and, and swinging at pitches. Anyway, I think they should expand the zone a little bit. Fine with that. Twenty uh, second pitch clock. I used to hate it. I I've long been a fan of that. I We've used to hate this. it because. 
I think pitching is a mental game and people don't understand that mm-hmm. and they're just robots and think pitchers are robots we're, we're people too yeah but <laughs> i watched in the minor leagues and the game was it and was, it's one of those it things moving. that once pitchers know it and they come up with it especially in the minors they're just used to it and it, that's the way they go about their business it shut off it would have shut off 20 minutes out of game two that's a big which deal. is a huge deal in today's deal. in today's league and the final one i used to I was kind of in on the idea of limiting pitching changes. Oh, this is my. But my, I don't like it. Th- see, that is my that is my go to. No, 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 no. I'm, I feel I very a, strongly about it. It's a better it. idea, though. It's okay. a better idea than limiting pitching changes because it does limit strategy. Guys have to come in and face more than one batter. Yeah, same idea. That's same fine. idea, but it's not. You're you not, can't go righty lefty righty. I like that. I think the reason. See, I think limiting pitching changes makes so many so much sense on so many levels. In the sense that you want to talk about strategy, like you've only got six pitching changes. That's strategy. That's knowing when you have to use guys, what you have to do. And I understand how it's tough because if your pitcher gets shelled in the first inning, you have to take him out. You're in a deep hole. And I get that. And I get that's why. But it's I tough. think guys but are. But then gonna, you build your no, roster no, no. that way. Then you have guys. But, so you have to have long men on James, your team. But James, here's the problem. And here's the problem with the limiting pitching changes. There thing. is no problem. There it's is a, a problem. Idea. There is a problem. Unless because, you got extra innings, then you get more. No, 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 no. Is that guys are going to start faking injuries, and and saying I got to come out of the game, and then they got you, you got to change around how you're going to like you because injury would be a reason to and you give have them to, an extra. But you have to factor that in into your limiting. It's an interesting phases. point. No, but if they have to face more than one batter, you like they're already in the game. You know, what I mean? like I just, right. I look. I would be fine with either of these things happening. I think they're both good ideas. I like the idea of the strategy involved with limiting. And you know what might be well. interesting about facing more than one batters is is. The long man may be more valuable than like the lefty special. Yeah, totally. I, and I'm all for that. Having guys that can go multiple innings, I think, is going to be would be the the main cause of that. They're, they, I have long been saying baseball doesn't need to be fixed because I love it, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it needs cosmetic changes. Ratings needs- were down. Ratings were down 23 percent in a, a World Series between the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Yeah, that is a baseball wet dream. Yep. And and it it didn't click. Now, if there's game six and seven, it probably clicks. But still, I'm and with because you. The, like, do people really like watching like the like a team that's obviously gonna roll the other team? Like, I knew the Red Sox were gonna roll the. Dodgers. I don't think everyone knew that the Red Sox were gonna roll, but I think if you watch baseball, you had a pretty good feel that the Red Sox were a significantly better team than the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm this just year. saying that maybe there wasn't the entry because yeah, one team. No, was, it's possible. Like, that's why the finals better. ratings are down. Yeah, because the Warriors Golden are gonna State's win. just gonna win. I agree. I think there's something to that. I just don't know if it's certainly not 23 percent worth of it. Um, I guess the last one here, uh, from Hot Takes Man, which that's uh, right up your my burner account. Look at you. Uh, what are your th- on Machado? Oh, on Machado. All what are your thoughts on going on? <laughs> what are your thoughts on going after Machado in the postseason? After the postseason, I always knew we had a ba- history of doing bad things, but this series just showed to me in the baseball world he has not grown up. So we've kind of already answered that question. So why don't we bring out a uh, another take that is maybe the most dog shit take I've ever heard. Shout out to our good buddy Todd in South Philly who said that Carlos Santana is the Jordan Matthews of baseball. I'm just going to leave that there on its own. Just an atrocious, horrible take. Sorry, Todd. Jordan Matthews is a, is a bad football player. Oh, yeah, and Carlos Santana is a good baseball player. Right. It's Covington. Done. Covington's the best comp. Covington's a perfect comp. Yes. It's a very good comp right Thank there. Thank you. Uh, all right, Fritzy, any final thoughts before we get out of here uh, other than, of course, signed by Harper? Uh, final thoughts. We are at 96 reviews. 96 five-star reviews. Do you people want to hear Fritz sing or not? I guess people don't want to hear Drops of Jupiter. Oh, come on, You guys. hate to see it. Do it for me. You really hate to see it. So Drops of Jupiter not happening yet. We're at 96 five-star uh, five-star ratings. 
Um, again, if, if Harper or Machado sign elsewhere, it is not because the Phillies got outbid. I don't want you tweeting, getting angry, saying Cheap bastards. classic the Phillies get outbid. Not the case. Not, they will not be outbid. If they go elsewhere, it's only because they didn't want to be here, which is also a problem. And we'll get into that later. Yeah, that that that's a problem. That's an actual and problem. And that's an actual problem that we will discuss. Luckily, Jack, I don't think we're going to have to discuss it because the next time we talk to you guys, I think Bryce Harper is going to be filled. Mm. I feel really good about that. I am going to be drunk I can't, for again, 72 again, hours. Again, I have not, unlike <laughs> you, which is smart. You're doing the smart thing. You're preparing yourself just in case. I'm all in. I don't even care. I, they're getting him. In my mind, if they don't get him, I'm going to be crushed because I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. Oh, so Philadelphia. So let's hope that uh, so let's hope that I don't get crushed. Uh, and again, shout out to Matt Klintak. Uh We got to get him on here with the people who understand him yes. and appreciate him. That's the next goal. We got to start getting on Kapler and we're going to get on this, and so all that, that fun stuff. That's coming to emergency pod. Hopefully, a positive emergency pod. Let us do know we if, do emergency? Yeah, pods? let us know if we do an emergency pod if they don't get him. What if they trade for JD Davis? Is that emergency pod? Oh, worthy? Well, obviously. Thank I mean, you. that's even more so than probably Harper, the most right? important. Yeah, offseason move. And see, it's and some, we'll get your buddy his dad on or whatever. Yes, we're good friends. <laughs> Maybe get Joey Manessis on from Japan. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Hey, Joey. Joey, I just want to say I thought you were the single most important piece in the Phillies organization. And then they let you go to Japan, so it turned out I was wrong. We're sure Matt Klintek knows what he's doing? <laughs> That's Jack Fritz. I'm James Seltzer. We'll be back, hopefully, with a Bryce Harper emergency pod. Either way, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.